Your host, Katie Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning with more than 25 years of experience, dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. We work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas from KT's Money Matters, coming at you weekly with your quick tips and ideas and ways to grow money, save money, invest money, spend money, and, uh, and all your other financial endeavors. So first, I want to shout out a big thanks to those who've taken time to go and like our podcast, which is now not only available on iTunes and a variety of other places, but also available on Spotify. So if you haven't had a chance to get a regular download and, and rather just you know linking into our homepage, but want to actually go to Spotify or, or iTunes and get an automatic download, please do that and take a minute and review our podcast because all reviews help us drive the amazing, mysterious engine of iTunes, which helps us find new people that might want to listen to our show. So we're grateful for that. So uh, I have asked Tammy Simons, CFP, to join me today. Tammy and I, are we were kicking around what topic we wanted to talk about today. And Tammy says to me, well, listen, I threw it out at the bus stop this morning. And the number one thing people want to talk about is budgeting. And Tammy and I look at each other. We're like, budgeting? That seems kind of whatever. And but the reality is we do it all day long. So we actually think it's whatever, whatever. But for a lot of people, budgeting is, it is the beginning of the financial plan. And it's where people most often hit their biggest, their biggest mistakes. So Tammy Simons, thanks for joining me. Good morning, KT. Thanks for having me. So budgeting, let's talk about it. So what, what do you think makes it the, the hardest thing? Is it like homework? Is that what stops people? You know, I think that I was thinking about it on my way to work this morning and I was thinking, God, that's kind of a boring topic for for most financial advisors. They don't get too far into budgeting. But the fact of the matter is, is budgeting applies to everyone, no matter how much money you make, where you are, as far as uh, your your lifestyle goes, how old you are. And so, um, you know, I have... we. I have clients that uh, make a lot of money and still have a cash flow issue. You know, they, they make their long-term goals a part of their expenses and they focus on their long-term goals and it creates uh, current cash flow issues. And, and so it, it, it affects pretty much everybody, no matter how much you make or, or how old you are. So I think it's a good topic to have. Um, and consensus says budgeting is today's topic. Budgeting is it. You know, it's funny because people think, you know, all I need to do is make a whole bunch of money and then I really won't have to worry about it. But I I can remember this was, uh, geez, Tammy, I don't know, this was a few years ago, but when the, the Tyco CEO got in trouble for 
ordering all of his stuff to be delivered to New Hampshire that he took to his apartment in New York in order to avoid the New, ha the New York sales tax. One of the things he ordered was a $6,000 shower curtain. And I thought, in a world where there are $6,000 shower curtains, you literally could spend every dime, no matter how much money you made. That's right. That's right. It's all relative. So I think the biggest thing is um, knowing where you are. And so understanding that, you know, is your need for budgeting just to get a handle on your expenses versus your income? Is the need for, for budgeting a desire to cut down on some of your liabilities, credit card bills? Is the need for budgeting um, to move forward with a goal? And so all of those really kind of are goals. So setting up a um, short-term and long-term goals, I think, is the first step in any budget because um, that's what's going to drive uh, your budget to get you to where you want to be, whether it be next year or whether it be 5, 10, 20 years out. So, um, and then baking that into your budget. So understanding what your goals are and focusing on that piece. So if it's, let's say it's a vacation next year and you know the vacation is going to cost you $10,000. Well, what does that mean on a weekly basis? Or if you get paid on a monthly basis or a bi-weekly basis, what does that mean out of each paycheck that you have to save in order for you to reach that goal and so that you're traveling and you're not um, burying yourself in liabilities? So you basically have to save, like, just put it in English. You just, if you want to take a $10,000 vacation next year, you got to save $200 a week. Exactly. Exactly. So then you decide, okay, so if you have, if you have a, if you have a plan and you want to take that vacation for $10,000, you need to save $200 a week. And if it's $200 a week, can you fit in, fit, fit that into your budget? And so then you're, you're, so now you're backtracking into your goals, right? You're, you're taking the goal, you're, you're building a priority around those goals. Maybe it's five different goals, but you're building a priority around those goals. And then you're saying, okay, can I make this work given where I'm at with cash flow? And so with cash flow, cash flow starts with income, right. you know, how much money is coming in. So through wages, through commissions, through, uh, could be child support, could be alimony. So where is that in income coming from? Right. And building that in. And then what are your expenses going out? And hopefully, right. can you still buy cross food? Your fingers. You want that ten thousand dollar trip? That's right. That, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully your expenses are lower than your income, and that drives whether you can afford this goal, this trip, this ten thousand dollar trip. You might right. decide, okay, well, I can't afford a ten thousand dollar trip, but maybe five thousand. Maybe I could take that ten thousand dollar trip the year after next. You know, I mean, That's I think right. that there has to be some, right? There has to be some acid test, right? You look at a you know, I, you threw it out there about the $10,000 vacation. And I think to myself, you know, first of all, here's what I'll say. Most, most people, $10,000 vacations seem pretty outrageous. And, you know, the idea that you're going to do it in a, you know, every year, or you're going to save for it in a year. The reality is that's a big commitment, but most, most goals actually are pretty big, right? So this might be like an, ex like kind of a, an out, outsized example of what something short term is, but how many people plan a vacation and don't have a budget? And they just say, you know, we're going to go down and we're going to do this and then we're going to do that and we're going to fly and we're going to stay at this hotel. And the next thing you know, they put it all together and what they've really spent 
maybe it's not $10,000, but I'll tell you all the time I see it, it's, you know, four, five, six thousand $6,000 by the time you fly and you stay at hotels and you eat out and right. you do this and you do that. And so, you know, did they plan for that? And do they have the ability to just pay for it? Or are they now going to then finance it and create like all those expenses later on? Another liability. Really right. have the money for that kind of trip in the first place, but they took it and right. now devil be damned, they're going to try to figure out how to pay it off. And so what you're saying is pick it first. Yeah, I think that this is driving the whole point around the the goals. So it could be anything from a vacation to uh, a new car to, you know, work around that needs to be done on the house. It could be just about anything. And then prioritizing those goals, because the reality is there's a lot of noise that, that comes at you all day long and comes at your spouse all day long. And so when you're talking and, and you get excited about, a, you know, a vacation in a couple of months, let's just do it. Let's just take a vacation. We deserve it. What is that going to do with to your other goals? Right. And so um, that's, that's the whole point of it is, is if you, you have, that's why you set up goals. You set up goals so that you can back into it. And so that when that noise comes at you, when your spouse comes at you and says, hey, let's take a vacation, you can say, well, if we do that, then we're not going to be able to do A, B, and C. And, right. that, and, and that, that is a huge um, component to why a lot of people fail in their finances, because there, there's a lot of stuff that comes at them. Uh, emergencies. Things happen to your house and you have to pay for, you know, a new hot water heater or, uh, you know, whatever it shall be. And so all of and that. Of course, you still need to eat and keep a roof over your head. And yeah, kids still have their activities to go to and so forth. So right. the goal is the first is really the first step. And and that drives why you do what you do, why you say no to certain things, why you prioritize certain things and say, you know what, we're not going to. The, Last week, there was the uh, the Deerfield Fair. I didn't end yes. up going to the Deerfield Fair just because the traffic was crazy. But if we had gone, we would have easily spent probably $150 that I didn't budget for. So right. those type of things. Like, oh, the fair is here. We're here. Maybe we'll just pop go. into that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it happens all the time. And you know what? Life does move really fast. And I think people do. They, you know, at the end of the month, they go, I don't understand. I make all this money. How come I never have any? And so like when you hear yourself saying that, you know, this kind of plan is really for you. You know, the idea that you first, you know, like you begin with the end in mind, like what really matters? What do you really want? Um, and then, you know, deciding to focus on those things and and kind of say, you know, well, this, you know, no, I don't really need to do A, B, and C because I'm going on vacation next month and I'm going to, I get the money for that instead. Right. And then that, and that drives your priorities. So goal setting first. Absolutely. Then uh, figuring out what your net cash flow is, right? So, so this is the painful income. part, right? How much do I spend on my cable bill? How much, did, yeah. how much came through on my American Express card this month? What did I think it was supposed to be? And so um, do you have any like kind of hard and fast rules that you use with people about um, like the percentage of their incomes or um, how they might track or monitor their expenses or even like tools that you think might help people do it on their own, monitor their yeah. expenses? 
Yeah, you know, um, I think that the first step is to understand what those expenses are because they come at you in different ways. So, um, the, your, the heat, heating your house, obviously, um, that that expense in the summertime is very minimal, but then in the wintertime it can it can be very costly. So it's important to look back through your your um, your expenses first and foremost. So whether you do that through looking at if you still write if you still write checks, look at through your your canceled checks, or whether it's looking through your uh, your credit card bill if you put a lot of things on your credit card in order to get the points. So just going back a full year, and and let's just use heating for your house for an example. Going back for a full year, add up all the expenses on the heat for your house and then divide that by 12. And so that way you have an average monthly um, monthly cost for your, for your heating bill. And do that for pretty much all of your expenses. So your, um, your cell phone, that might vary a little bit. It's usually about the same, but it, it could vary depending on um, the usage and so forth. But if you take a good average throughout the last year, um, and then the, the, the ways to do that, um, I use Excel. A lot of people don't use it. They think that's old school. Yeah. But I, I still use Excel. That's all right. You can be a little old school with me. <laughs> I use Excel. <laughs> um, but there's other things. There's all these different apps out there that um, that people can, can use. Um, Mint came up this morning uh, when we were talking about it. That's a good one. Um, that's right. Nerd Wallet is, this, is another one I like. Yeah. Nerd, I heard about Nerd Wallet. So there's all these different apps that you could play around with. Just make sure that it's a good, solid, uh, secure device. If you're linking in your bank account, make sure that you know, as you're putting in your account numbers and you're in the routing numbers for your bank, that it's a, it's a, it's a reputable company. That that would be the biggest thing that I would, I would focus on. Um, right. You can even do way, a lot of finding out what you spend on everything just on your. If you do your banking online, I know a lot of sites allow you to go in there and pick a vendor and sort by a vendor and pick a category. So if you're not sure what you're spending on everything, and the first part for you might be to just find out what you're spending on everything, you might be able to do all that sorting just right off your bank site. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, or, and you know, if you if you use a bank for, you know, business, you know, bills, direct deposit, checks come in and out, and then you use credit cards, a lot of the credit card sites now have this technology built right into their platform too. So the information is right there. If you decide that this, if you're, if you're wondering, you know, how come I just don't have more money? I feel like I make plenty of money and I should have more money. The very first thing you'd want to do is, you know, inspect what you expect, audit it. And you do that by looking at these online tools that help you really grab that information that is already there and help you see where it is you're really spending. And then from there, the next part is to say, is what I'm spending my money on reasonable? That's right. Where could be different. Right. And so, and that's the, that's the big thing uh, as well is uh, there's a lot of things that come at you throughout the year that you didn't budget. So um, oh, yeah. a lot of people don't budget their, you know, Christmas, Christmas gifts or birthday gifts, you know, all those things, give yourself some space there and, and don't be too rigid on, on yourself. Um, allow, allow some room for, for error when it comes to things like that, or, you know, work that needs to be done on the car thing, all those type of things, get a, get a good grip on, on what you're averaging year after year and try to 
put that into your monthly budget so you're slowly saving throughout the year as opposed to having to put it on your credit card because you didn't budget throughout the year. Right. You know, one of the things I love, my favorite old school idea around this is, um, and you can find them, I, you know, I know I have one at my credit union. They still offer like Christmas club accounts. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's not a yeah. little book anymore, but basically what it is is I have like a little sp- split deposit that comes out of my checking account and goes into this account. And then every year it matures around October and I get a check. And that's so right. I'm prepaying Christmas. So then yeah. I get a check and that's the, that's the budget for the Christmas for Christmas shopping that year. And so yeah. it's like, these things are like, really like they are free and easy, especially if you happen to belong to a credit union and sometimes banks will have them too, but credit unions tend to be really good at offering these kinds of little um, ways for you to help manage your cash flow a little bit better without yeah. um, spending a fortune doing it. And even though it yeah, sounds kind really of, like, why can't I figure this out myself? But it's like, we're all running really fast. Yeah, it's not where most people's focus is. Right, I have it on an automatic deposit. It comes right out of my checking account every month that it goes in there and every October I get a check. It's simple. I'll never have to think about it again. Unless yeah, I spend that, more than that point. check that I got then I have to change the amount for the following year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's a good point. You know, that, that whole, the whole concept of creating a, a separate bank account for, for a specific thing like Christmas. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like that old school process that people used to use with the envelopes. You know, you, you know they right. divvy up their, their cash throughout the envelopes. Remember how people used to do I that? I do remember this. Same My mother did this. <laughs> <laughs> same type of thing right same I'm type of thing and you know now. my mother did this <laughs> <laughs> my father did it i remember distinctly yeah. um yes yeah, so it's a it's a it's a um it's a process that's um uh, that you could even use some of some of my clients use the strategy too where you could you know all of your you know more ex- fixed expenses ex- uh your bills such as your your mortgage and your your car payments and your electricity, all that stuff, all your bills coming out of one bank account. And then you're spending things like groceries, right. getting gas at the gas thing, have a separate bank account for that so that you can monitor what you're spending. Everything else, you you really, you can manage it as far as like, can you lower your cable and so forth, but they're fixed and they're they're going in one bank account. You don't have to worry about it. Money's coming in. Money is automatically going out, have these payments done automatically. And so you don't even have to look at that account. Now you just have an account that you're looking at for your everyday spending and for, you know, things like Christmas or the car needs to be fixed, things that things that you would use a credit card or an ATM card for out and about. That right. account can feed that and 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 same same type of process. It can be your quote unquote spending envelope. <laughs> That's right. A little bit of cash in the back pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cash that nobody knows about. Yeah. Secret money. <laughs> secret money. What do we, what, what's my husband call it? The tucky money. <laughs> Tucked in the and back we call it wallet. cash that nobody knows about. <laughs> I go, if you got any tuck money in that wallet, I need some money. <laughs> he goes, I, I can't oh. give you my tucky money. That's, you know, just the in tucky case. Tucky money. Tucky money. <laughs> But anyway, I mean, I find that the people who pay a little bit more attention to the to the spending plan, if you will, they tend to do the best, you know, over over like all the years that I've been giving financial advice. And Tammy, I'm sure you can ring in on this, too. It's those people who have a good sense of where the money goes every month have a much better chance of then 
when we think about establishing the goals and figuring out the budget around what you really want and how you fund that, they tend to do best. They do. What you focus on, you do well at. It's true. Yeah. And it's not, you know, I have people that make more money than other people and the, 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 the people that make the most don't always have the most. They just have the most to spend, but they don't always have the most money because they don't actually have a good way for how they save it. Yeah, they are. You know, we've heard over and over again, and people get drilled into their heads that, um, you know, pay yourself first. And the reality is, when you have, um, when you have your goals automatically set up to, um, to say an automatic savings on a monthly basis towards your goals, that is where um, we see the most success in, with with people when they're focused on those goals, and they create those goals and expense just like you would your mortgage. Right. And this is like the fundamental, this is the whole reason behind retirement plans was it came out of your paycheck before you figured out how to spend your paycheck. That's right. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. And and everybody hears it and um, it, but it it is a, a concept that is just so very true. So what if somebody's spending, they, so they sit down and they look at their spending and they're like, Ooh, this looks like I'm spending, I'm spending too much money. What do you typically recommend for people to think about first? Yeah, it, that's a hard thing. So if your expenses are more than your income, um, see what you can cut out. So I would say first and foremost, um, take a look at things like um, your cable bill. Do you really, do you really need the, the, the 200 plus a month cable bill? And if the answer is no, cut that out. Um, cell phones, take a look at your usage on your cell phones. Do you need the, the plans that you have? Um, don't cut yourself too short because that can actually be more, more expensive if you bring down a plan and you actually need more minutes or unlimited data. Um, so that's another place that you can look at. Home and auto insurance. Not a lot of people focus on that at all. And I would recommend taking a look at your home and auto insurance at least every couple of years and comparing it to other other insurance companies out there um, because you can spe- you can save a lot of money on on that piece of it. Um, you know, do you do you uh, go go off every week and spend money and not really focus on what you're spending? And if the answer is yes, then take a look at that and try try to figure out ways with your family, bring them into the the plan, make them understand what you're working towards, have them be part of the solution. I think that that is a a, a biggie. You know, we we like I said earlier in the conversation, we get a lot of noise from our family. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? And um, it's actually okay to say no. That if right. if we do that, we won't be able to do. X, Y, and Z. And we agree that that was what we're going to focus on. Right. And so um, we all struggle with that. I don't care who you are. <laughs> that's right. Um, so that, the negotiations of a strong relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if everybody's not on the, same place, on the same page about what's really important, then what ends up happening is the person who is actually a little bit better at budgeting and planning becomes the bad guy because they're always the one saying, Oh, we can't do this because we got to do this other thing. And it's like that gets exhausting too. It's just not fair. And right. it, it happens exactly. all the time in relationships where yeah. one person really is um, 
is not really committed. So I think, you know, that might be the biggest, you know, the biggest thing to overcome as a couple is if you realize that together you're spending too much money is that the two of you need to decide together what it is you're going to change. That's right. Because yeah, if one couple, of you decides, then what you need to know is it's not going to stay decided. Right. It'll right. come up somewhere else. Well, and by be, being able to bring, uh, bring the ultimate goal into to view, so if it is an, a vacation, uh, if, we, if we get that, we won't be able to do the vacation we wanted to do. The, the actual goal becomes the bad guy, not you. And so um, that, you know, and that's, that's a big concept for, for in relationships, like you said, and it's also really great with kids. You want to teach your kids uh, good, um, good money values and, and how to save money and, and how to make good decisions. That's how you do it. Remember how we were talking about that vacation or remember how you were talking about getting that, I don't know, bike or iPad. Right. I won't be able to get that for you if we buy this toy at Rite Aid. And so, right. you know, I, I get that all the time. Right. So, you know, um, I heard the best know, parenting line ever about this. I heard, um, I, I heard my, um, one of my relatives say to his, say to his daughter, you know, I'm on your side. We could either do this or we could do that. And, you know, I want to support you. You let me know which one you really want to do. <laughs> good. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that so is so smart. And and yeah. basically what it was is he was like, you know, I could argue with her forever about why we can't do this other thing, but I'm like, you know, I'm with you. I'm in your I'm on your side. You tell me. And then all of a right. sudden it's like, can't really pick. It's not yes or no, it's which one. And so that right. that really helps people frame what they really want and then ultimately lean their efforts towards the things they want the most. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a really. I, I think I'm going to use that, Katie. That's a good line, right? And it was. I'd like to say it was mine, but you know, it wasn't. But I'm on your side. You know, I want to help you with this. So you tell me which one matters yeah. to you the most. We'll go that way. Yeah. It's like oh, wow, that's, great. that's fantastic. So, so that, out of all of the expenses, probably that would be the biggest is to bring your family in, in uh, into the into the planning and um, and get everybody on the same page and just focus on not spending extra money throughout the week and you'd be amazed at how much money you can save. Yeah. And so sometimes I say to people, um, you know, decide what the cash amount's going to be. Right. So like, you know, uh, I'm sounding a little old school now because, you know, I actually still really like to have cash, but a lot of people just oh. use the debit card all the time. And, you know, one of the reasons why I really like cash is because it's finite when it starts getting smaller in the wallet, my choices start to get better. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking like the same thing. Debit card, and the, the thing about yeah. the debit card is it keeps you away from really understanding how much money that you're actually spending. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking the exact same thing. A lot of people that carry cash, um, it's a, it's an emotional thing. You have you know twenty dollars in a in for the week to spend, or or maybe it's a hundred dollars in the week to spend. And uh, you make you make wiser decisions. Do I really want Starbucks every day, or do I want to go out for dinner with my with my husband? Right. And so you you uh, create good habits that way. Good. Yeah, good I mean, there's a reason why they say cash is king. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> so 
So very true. Kind of hard to want to part with it. I know that, you know, the, I know that the, you know, the cashless generation is out there. And so one of the things I always suggest, I don't know what, I don't know how you do, but one of the things I suggest is that they check in on, you know, they use only one credit card. You know, how do we control our direction a little bit? One of them is you only use one credit card for all things that you charge on credit. And then you monitor that one card because it's easier than if you have like, uh, you know, I don't care that Macy's is giving you 20% off because they're charging you 30% interest. And I know everybody says they pay it off, but the reality is Macy's wouldn't offer a credit card if everybody actually paid them all off. Right. Exactly. So they know, just saying, maybe it's not you, maybe it's your friend, but somebody out there <laughs> is paying interest to Macy's. That's right. And I think people intend to pay these things off. The same thing with 0% financing offers. They intend to pay it off before the end of the period. But if you don't, you end up paying all the interest that you would have paid that year all at once if you're even a day late on the total amount. So it's like these kinds of things can be kind of tricky. And the bottom line is credit card companies do them because they make money on them from someone. Maybe not you, but they're making money from someone. So if you're going to use their services and goods and you expect that you're not going to pay anything, you really have to decide that you're going to camp on it and really pay attention. But I like the idea of well, one credit card and then monitor it. That's right. And I, I do too. And then that way you can take advantage of things like, um, you know, points to help with, with travel and so forth. Um, but the, then the other part of that is if, if you went to Macy's and you use their, their credit card for the 0% for a year or whatever it shall be, and something else came up, that would create that would create that should create the uh, aha moment of hmm, maybe maybe whatever I just bought at Macy's wasn't part of my budget to begin with, and that's why I can't afford to pay it off. Right. So um, going right back to going right back to the fundamentals of you know the 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 goals drive the budget, and the budget drives the fun. Really. So it all starts with what you really want what you really want and then stick to it and give yourself some leeway. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Stingent you are. We're not all pilgrims, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's not that you're not going to have some discretionary cash flow to enjoy your life today because it's not all about the future, but it's about understanding the trade-off of that and then picking it. No, this is about picking what you really want. Discretionary spending is part, is part of your expenses and, and that needs to be built in. You know, whether it's going out for dinner every other week or whether it's once a month, um, you know, toys for the kids, clothes for the kids, all that stuff has to be built in, into the budget so that you're, you're, you feel comfortable about those purchases. They're not one-off decisions. Any parting shots, things we want people to think about? If you wanted to leave them with yeah. a p- one piece of advice, Tammy, about managing their cash flow, what would you say to them? I would say be thoughtful around the the one-off decisions. Um, I would say get started with creating goals, uh, setting yourself up with uh, in, with a understanding what your net cash flow is on a monthly basis, directing any surplus towards those goals, or decide that that's going to be your discretionary money after you hit those goals. Um, I, I think that's a first, the first start for anybody. And then understanding what tools that are going to help you. So, um, like I said, everybody thinks of the, the tools as the solution. And, and really, the tool isn't the solution. 
you are the solution. So, um, is, and as long as you understand what income's coming in and expenses are going out and what you have the ability to do, I think that's the bottom line. And then the solutions, the, the, the tools will just help you get there. That's right. So it does. So guys, it doesn't matter. Nerd wallet, Quicken, Excel, a notebook. It really doesn't matter how you do it. The tools, there are a lot of great tools out there, but the tools aren't going to get the job done. What's really going to do the whole thing is the idea of starting first with what do you really want? And so figure out what things matter that you really want financially, whether it's retirement or, you know, money for travel, how often, money to send your kids to college. Maybe it's just a cash flow for emergencies. <clears throat> Maybe your goal is to pay off your credit and you're, and you're not even sure where to start. So, you know, those are the goals. Then you've got to look at, you know, how your money is be currently being spent to figure out where the opportunities might, might exist for you to spend a little less there and spend a little bit more on what you actually really want. And then, um, and then uh, I always say then uh, monitor because the reality is over time, you'll become a little further away. Things will change. Uh, I have certain kind of like, you know, what if you get a raise? You know, I always say if you get a raise, you split it with your savings before you spend it because once you spend it, you spend it. If you, um, if you pay a car loan off, you wait a year and save the car loan payment for a year before you buy the next car. And if you do that, by the time you buy your third car, um, you'll actually be, your fourth car, you'll actually be able to buy it in cash. So think about that. Think about how you get yourself to a place where you're financially independent. It's not like an overnight thing, but you can get there over time just by making some decisions to either wait a little bit or modify that goal um, to get what it is that you really want. And of course, that's what financial planning is all about, helping you figure out what you really want, and what's the best road to get you there. Yeah. Make sure you add in that your financial advisor and the costs around that should be yeah. a part of your budget to help you get to your goals. That's right. There you go. <laughs> My shameless plug. plug for That's okay. And so now that you've put in your shameless plug, how exactly would they find you if they wanted to reach out to you, Tam? So you can call me. The office number is 800 800- Eight three four two one zero one. You can email me at Tammy at NewDaySolutions.com. That's T-A-M-M-Y at NewDaySolutions.com. Or you can visit us on the website at www.NewDaySolutions.com. Tammy, thanks so much for spending some time with me and talking about this topic that I know other people are really interested in and uh and, and helping people see how it is that they can really start to put it all together for themselves because most of the steps are pretty straightforward, but it's a question of just deciding that you're ready to do this. And I'm glad that you helped me shine a light on that today. Thanks for having me, KT. And for you, Money Matters listeners, I hope you got something out of this. And if you did and you want to give me a chance to just shoot me a little email and let me know, uh, the email link is on our site. And uh, also, if you have any questions about your finances that you'd like to have addressed on the show, please feel free to send them and I'll see if I can't put them into a future podcast. Thanks until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.